This is On the Block with Strickenbach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovic. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Oh, we are on the block here. I'm Jake Falkman. He is Eric Strickland. We do this every day from 4 to 6. Uh, you like my little uh, Colin Coward entrance there? He always goes, oh! I, I tried it out. What do you think, Strick? Am I the future Colin Coward? Yeah, you're on your way, baby. You got just a little bit more time on the block, and then we'll let you uh, go off and do your own thing. Because, see, what you do regularly is on Thursday, Thursdays, I see you already plotting and scheming to get me out of there right. already and <laughs> have the Jake Bakovin and Cower show. <laughs> That's right. We we just uh we need at least at least one segment where it's just me and I can say, oh yeah, there's technical problems. I don't know what we can do about it. Uh, but uh, we are glad to have you Strick in here. And as always, it's kind of fun in the ticket water cool segment. And we were going to bring up um this stuff anyways, but uh, we were kind of running through our favorite wide receivers. In Nebraska, the last 20 years, they're not favorite necessarily, even the best. Um, uh, do you have any thoughts on your favorite one? That doesn't even have to be the last 20 years, but if, if you had to suit up um, tomorrow in their prime, which Husker wide receiver do you think you'd start with? Well, I thought Kenny Bell was fun. Uh, I just love that he did a lot of different things. Obviously, you go you go back in time, you know, from the, the Osborne time frame they had some good ones. They just, you know, they blocked better than they, they were able to catch the ball. But when yeah. they were called on to catch the ball, they did some wonderful things like Abdul Muhammad, you know, and, um, you know, Cluster Johnson, obviously. I got to gotta gotta shout him out. You know, he had some big catches and some big some big moments. Uh, but I think I, 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 it was just something about the fro. Yeah. I just really <laughs> like Kenny Bell. I just thought, you know, uh he 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 had some spunk about him, and I thought he had the biggest call that was some bull crap that I'd ever seen. He probably was one of the ones that set the standard. They, that was probably the film they were showing when they changed the rule for the um, the the crack back blocks oh, and yeah. the ones where you can't see because he. Whew, I can't remember. I think it might have been a championship game or something. It was one yeah. of those, but he laid somebody out, and I was like. That's the kind of guy I want on my team. That's <laughs> yeah, and goes he's like that. He kind of had a thin frame too, so I mean that helped him out obviously in speed and elusiveness and all that. But um, to be able to block like that from this thin frame was was just sweet. Uh, and those guys too. I mean, I know they're not the the option days. They didn't probably you know grind it out and block quite like those guys. But you know the Quincy and Nunnels and Kenny Bell, that their receiving core could block too when they needed to. Obviously for Amir Abdullah. Um, so I mean, we talk about the offensive line and all the problems and uh, that has been there and not having that marquee running back. But uh, that's another factor that maybe sometimes get lost. And I'm not saying that the, the current receivers aren't at that level. But, uh, you know, blocking on the perimeter. I mean, that can be the difference between a 15-yarder and a touchdown if you can, uh, you know, get the edge sealed. So uh, it's quite yeah, a Yeah, no doubt idea. about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, to get out there to seal somebody not knowing what's coming up your back but just kind of have a, 
just have a you know sixth sense about you about you know reading the body language of the defender and just trying to okay maybe he's trying to get inside look like he's trying to leverage me in you know or he's trying to leverage me out well let me hold him out because um obviously they you know the goal of the defensive back or the safety is to get them to turn up you got you want to get them to turn up you don't want to um let them get to the corner or to the edge or whatever to break break around you and then off to the races so you want them turning back into safety help linebacker help or whatever that's coming from that middle side so you know it's just getting a read from that you know maybe you leverage a man off the boundary a little bit and then you know let let the uh feeling of it dictate what the direction is going to be it's a it's a little it's it's a fine game that you got to play out there and you, you know those that do it well have success not just at this level but also at the next level yeah, and it's always uh, it's always kind of funny out there, especially holding. I mean, at that point, they're trying to to break loose and get to the corner too. So uh, you get you get popped for that a lot. You did play with some wide receiver in high school, didn't you? Or was yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, wide receivers. Are, I mean, that was what I was known for. But the overlooked part, I probably would have been all state on defense, you know. Also, but I just. They, you know, they made a choice, and obviously that that was the choice because I really, really excelled in that aspect of it. Um, the position I probably would have played would have been either a rover, uh, that Terrell Farley type linebacker. Um, you know, you know Tony Samuels definitely wanted me on the outside. He was he was like, I want him. And then Coach Brown was like, no, 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 I want him on this wingback side. <laughs> it was that, that was kind of the thing that was going on uh, when I did try to go out there and, you know, scratch that itch. Yeah. We have a, a couple of responses off uh, YouTube and the text line. Uh, the Milkman said, Jake is one of your favorites, Jamal Turner. Um, he, had, he had some moments, especially as a senior. I always wonder what Jamal Turner would have been if, you know, they were they recruited him to be a quarterback. Um, I wonder what he would have done at the quarterback position. But kind of like, you know, like the Bobby Newcomb of the past, he – he was a selfless teammate. I don't know how often you're going to see that moving forward if you're if you're um, recruited as a quarterback, especially the NIL opportunities that that they have compared to everybody else. Um, it might be hard to get convince those guys to switch positions. We'll see if that changes in the future. Taylor Stewart off of Facebook says uh, Purifier Todd Peterson were among some of his favorite. And those, that yeah, was a really Purifier. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, really good. Uh, like six four. I mean, he'd go up and get it, uh, and had had enough speed. And, and I mean, he was there with Todd Peterson, Nate Swift. That was a great uh, receiving core. Would you put Samari Toure in that sort of discussion? He had a, a good East West Shrine game last night. I think that that was part of the the discussion with that uh, I wanted to lead off with. Um, he's kind of one of those fringe, maybe drafted guys. I think at this point, but maybe that type of performance could get him to the combine. Could get somebody pretty interested in him. I think he's got a, a, a gonna have a good look. In the NFL, well, yeah, I mean, I, I I think so. I think those things always help you. I mean, obviously, you you've got to have a good pro day as well. Um, usually, guys that are not on those top tier radars, um, they usually can find themselves anywhere in the fifth to seventh rounds. Yeah. Um, otherwise, those other guys, people have probably had their eyes on them a little bit longer and. Now, if he goes in there and he runs like a four three forty and has like a thirty eight inch vertical, uh, you know, in his pro day and his pro day he goes nuts, and your eyes are gonna be like, wait, now we might find something, here. you know, jump on something. But it, it'll probably be, I think, usually those limits will probably go up to the fourth, you know, at best the fourth round, maybe fifth, but um, mostly it's those other guys that they've already kind of seen 
show and prove. But I think he's, you know, if he if he keeps, you know, making mincemeat out of cornerbacks and, and safeties out there in, in these in these games, I think he's got one more shot at it. Um, I, I can't remember which one it is that's coming up where there's going to be like four Huskers in it. Um, oh, the senior, the senior, senior, no, that, yeah, this was the East West Shrine. So yeah. the senior, I think the senior bowl, the one that's, uh, I think down here in, it might be in, uh, there's a few of them. <laughs> so that's the I think play. there's one in, in is, I don't know if it's in Florida or there's one in Alabama Georgia, but, that's being played tomorrow. That's the one, but he that's won't the be, one. he won't be this in Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there's like four of them, or it's either three or there's four of them, of them in there. Yeah. I think Allen's in it. Um, Cam um, Taylor Britt's been he he lost a tooth the other day, it. yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then, uh, I think Stilly. I think Stilly might be in that one too. It'll be fun to see, you know, because I think that this is a good class, um, one of the better classes, draft classes Nebraska's had in quite some time. They're not necessarily thinking about, you know, first or second rounders or anything like that, but the depth of the class is certainly something we haven't seen too often at Nebraska the last 10 years. Now, it used to be, you, you if you had only had four or five guys drafted and none of them were top two rounds, you'd be pretty disappointed back in Nebraska's heyday, um, but now... Um, it's a really good class, and it's it's kind of frustrating because I, I I believe that they kind of miss an opportunity. I think they know that they missed the opportunity with all that talent in the room um, to, to to obviously turn it over to wins, and we don't have to go over kind of what That's happened it. this last off season or this last season was that you know there's clearly yeah. a bunch of talent and they could play with the top teams in the nation, just never turned over to wins, um, which is kind yeah. of what's going winning on. winning winning uh, winning Bach changes the the whole aspect of it right when yeah. when the huskers were at their the heydays of winning i mean it'd be like it'd be like um mike brown and then it was like um shoot um you know mike mentor oh yeah and tony Beelan. i mean i think one time on the defense they had like um you know a couple first round cornerbacks and then uh you know mentor i think was in the second or third i mean i mean there was a time when they were really pumping them out and those guys were making contributions i mean him with carolina oh yeah you know then uh Vlin over there with denver and and then uh mike uh gosh not rucker but um my my man my boy mike he's in atlanta now he was with the falcons he was a cornerback six like six three uh cornerback and Shoot, man, they they were pumping them out, but winning winning makes that difference, right? Yeah, it certainly elevates your draft stock too. I just I always go back to those late nineties defensive lines where you had, you know, obviously it, not all of them on the same team, oh, yeah. but the Jason Peter the, or the, the Peter brothers, Wistrom, Rucker, yeah. Vandenbosch, the Kelsey brothers. I mean, you could just keep going on and on, and you wonder, like, That's... even those, you know, uh, we hear stories, especially on the captain um, with VJ there, you know, of 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 those the, the scout teams having like three or four five, more than that like four or yeah. five future nine-year NFL vets when you step on campus as a freshman that's what you uh you know you're going up against that level of competition and again now obviously you don't necessarily have that at Nebraska but they'll, they'll work on, on on getting that back in place um it's kind of funny too that was when the bones was the bones yes that's when the yeah black shirts were oh, well known yeah. To earn that black shirt meant something back then. I mean, it wasn't just given to you. You went and got it. Oh, yeah. That meant something it. nationally. I mean, that was uh, that was quite a big mm-hmm. deal. Um, it's kind of interesting, though, because Nebraska obviously had the red zone struggles last year. It was pointed out, and I saw this by uh, Mitch Sherman of The Athletic, who will uh, join us here in just a few minutes, 
they actually didn't do too bad in the red zone as far as scoring touchdowns. They actually had uh, led the league in red zone touchdown percentage, which is a little bit surprising if we go back and think about the red zone woes. The red zone woes were the la- was the lack of kicker. So if they didn't get a touchdown, they were missing field yeah. goals or they had to go for it because they didn't believe in their kickers, right? Um, so that's what really hurt them and, and, and held that, that, that team back. And, you know, that's, again, why I keep going back to I know they've lost a lot of talent from that team, but I'm not sure if you want to throw all the Scott Frost offense away because it, it had a lot of success. It just didn't get in the end zone um, or get a turnover to points. And sometimes it wasn't about getting in the end zone. It was the horrible kicking game they've had uh, this last year. Um, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and then, and then you know, the, the footwork of Adrian Martinez, too, made the difference. I mean, I, I think of Adrian also, I think there was times where I remember watching, he missed some targets. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like there were guys that were open. He just happened to miss them, either missed them high or it was a little behind them. You know, it, it, it's those ones what makes you a good quarterback. You have to hit those certain spots where, you know, this, Tyson. you know, you're running, you're running a spot or something like that. That ball's got to be low and like in between the legs. So he's going down to be able to avoid making a hit or getting hand play in it. You know, there's different throws that quarterbacks have to make. Um, you know, sometimes that little back, that back shoulder throw, you know, that hitting that pylon on the back, you know, obviously that's not throwing out of bounds, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Making the, having the right touch on it. Sometimes he would throw a bullet when you just needed just a little, just a little bit on it. So those are the things that, that makes a quarterback successful in those specific areas. Yeah, and, and that's what I think a lot of people are excited about Casey Thompson, you know, in particular, is that obviously you're losing a little bit in the athleticism for Adrian Martinez, but uh, Thompson has, seemingly does have the touch when you turn on his uh, his look, you know, his kind of his tape over there at Texas, and he had seven touchdowns in one game against Kansas. I know it's Kansas. First of all, Kansas was was maybe better um, than in this past year than they had been in the in the past, so they're kind of starting to turn around there. But the other thing is, I don't care who you're playing, Division One competition, you get seven touchdowns. That's not huh. that's that's seven. I mean that's that's not messing around. So uh, hopefully no, we no. see that's putting it on a dime. You you making it happen. Yeah, and and then, and then that's the good thing about him. He has good footwork. I, I I watched some some film on him and some of his training films, and and he's got great footwork. I mean he he knows how to step up in the pocket, when to step up in the pocket. We saw Adrian get better at that, um, but he he continuously keeps his head downfield. Um, he's, he's done some good work on his footwork. So I'm, I'm thinking that'll, that'll bowl well for him. Yeah, hopefully it does. And, and I, I think Nebraska, uh, you know, is at least in a good spot with their quarterback, um, this upcoming season, he's got two years left, so it could be really good. Uh, we'll talk about some of that stuff and, and much, much more with Mitch Sherman of the athletic coming up next year on the block on 93, seven, the ticket.